agreed to become the boy's godfather. Soon, Andrew Parker Bowles, a talented networker, was on the move in his army career. At the time, Britain was trying to extricate itself from the sorry mess of its former colony, Rhodesia. Lord Soames, the newly appointed governor, needed military protection, and it came in the form of a newly promoted lieutenant colonel of the Blues and Royals. Back at home, a short paragraph appeared in the satirical magazine Private Eye, late in 1980. Major Andrew Parker Bowles, 39, is married to a former, question mark, Prince Charles Fancy, Camilla Shand. And if I should find the Royal Aston Martin Valente outside the Parker Bowles mansion while the gallant colonel is on duty overseas, my duty will be clear. Gossips in Wiltshire and Gloucestershire were indeed aware of the Prince's continuing interest in Camilla. But the British press failed to recognise it for what it was and soon forgot all about it, as Charles's delicious new companion, Lady Diana Spencer, emerged from obscurity into the limelight. But the question remained in people's minds, did Andrew know about his wife and Prince Charles? Certainly, he must have had suspicions. On the 16th of November, 1980, the Sunday Mirror carried a story on its front page which alleged that ten days before, Diana had secretly joined Prince Charles on the train while it was in a siding at Staverton in Wiltshire for the night. The story caused a furor. The Queen's press secretary, Michael Shea, protested in the strongest possible terms about the story and its innuendos, and went on to make an unprecedented request, a printed apology in a prominent position at the earliest opportunity. The editor, Bob Edwards, stuck to his guns, and in the following Sunday edition, invited Shea to send him an official denial, which he would print in full. A question mark hung over the whole affair, and for every moment it remained unresolved, Diana's reputation was taking a pasting. I did not believe Diana had been on the train, but I went to see her at her flat. Her answer was unequivocal. I have never been on that train. I have never been near it. I stayed in all evening with my three flatmates. They will testify to this. But the rumours refused to go away. The public, even in the last quarter of the 20th century, wanted its future queen to be a virgin bride. Few of those who were connected with the arrangements that night in Wiltshire were in any doubt that a blonde woman was hurried on to the train after Charles had finished giving dinner to three Duchy of Cornwall officials. And the telephone log showed that a call had been made, a little earlier, to Bolhide Manor, the nearby home of the Parker Bowleses. No one at that time, in the earliest flush of Charles and Diana's romance, could imagine that the woman that night could be any other than Diana but they were wrong. The woman on the royal train was Camilla Parker Bowles. Meanwhile, what was Charles's reaction to the scandal? He was in New Delhi on a tour of India, and there he hit out at the sensationalism of the British media and the lack of moral values in reporting. No one had looked closely at the woman who was born Camilla Rosemary Shand on the 17th of July, 1947. Her antecedents were respectable, if not awe-inspiring. Her great-grandmother was Alice Keppel, the mistress of King Edward VII. It is said that when Camilla first met Prince Charles at a party in the 1970s, her opening gambit was, My great-grandmother and your great-great-grandfather were lovers, so how about it? 
The quick wit and dry humour were inherited from her father, Major Bruce Shand. Bruce was educated at Rugby and Sandhurst before taking his commission in a cavalry regiment. During the Second World War, he was decorated twice for bravery before being captured by the Germans and spending two and a half years in a prison camp. His pursuits are suitably patrician. He is a member of the St. James Club, a Vice Lord Lieutenant of East Sussex, and a former Joint Master of the local hunt. When Camilla was ten, she was sent to the fashionable Queen's Gate School in South Kensington. It has been described as a girls' school which provided wives for half the Foreign Office. Camilla did not really feel the need to excel. She was mostly interested in sport and good at fencing. Destined to be a debutante, she appeared to be thoroughly conventional. Though girls were no longer presented at court to the Queen, an influx of new money ensured that the endless round of tea parties, cocktail parties, dinners, dances and balls went on.